Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Spawn of Azathoth. It was written by Doc Herber, and our game master is John Hook. This is episode five. Our recap will be given by Josh Harwood as his character, Professor Zabedee Cordova. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Josh? Thank you, Tom. Hmm. Okay, okay. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. All right, I need to write this. I need to get it to the editor in time. Okay. Okay. To to my readers. Let's uh let's get this straight. I haven't covered this yet. I'm surprised I haven't covered this mythological creature before. Listen, because if they don't exist, surely. I better cut that out. I better not write that in. Yeah, there we go. Um, so, the ghoul. It's an interesting. Some people see them as just cannibals. Real people who are cannibals. Some see them as these hard creatures with stalk graveyards. And various other things. But what if I was to tell you a, a tale. A tale of a, of a man... Who is in fact one of these creatures, but runs, uh, basically, coffin shop. <laughs> he is an undertaker, someone like that. Imagine, it'd be it'd be weird, wouldn't it? Because they'd be able to eat all the flesh they want. No one would be none the wiser, and that just means ghouls could be everywhere. These creatures. Could be everywhere and anywhere. They could be in. They could work in a meat packing factory. They could work anywhere. It's fascinating. These creatures are barely ever spoken about, but they could be real, and maybe they are. Who knows? They could be anywhere. They could be. That's why if an undertaker goes to you, oh, sorry, I cremated your daughter early uh i'm running on a schedule yeah maybe they just ate the body who knows who knows but ghouls ghouls are fascinating maybe i should do more research and you'll get a more in-depth article in the next in the next paper hmm anyway enough about that i'll move on and add that later uh, so personal notes, personal notes. Um, so note to self, I heard uh, via Frederick, or whatever, but Silas is possibly dead. Hmm. And we know that he has a, he has a farm or something like that. And I would definitely like to see into that, especially because we now know that he was looking into cannibals, and maybe that links to the funeral home director, and and there's possibility, thanks to Zeno, that he is a ghoul, or whatever. Hmm, there's got to be a connection there. We'll we'll find it. And Myron said something interesting as well about Emmett, about he was being uh, a little bit weird about previous things uh it's a little bit too much for me and then 
personal, even more personal note to myself. Don't try to charm Englehart's secretary ever again. It will not work. Uh, guess that's where I leave it. Oh, wait. Cuffed? Oh, Cuffed, I'll be there in a second. Very good. Fantastic. She was. I hope I was on the entire time. Uh, excellent. Excellent uh, recap. Thank you. Um, okay. So when we last left off, you guys um, received a phone call. And um, in that call, uh, Bennings said that he had just heard from some sources that Silas Patterson is dead. He's being reported dead. Um, it is um, past dinner time on Friday, May 6th, 1927, when you guys receive this uh, information. Um, you say that he's dead. Presumed dead or confirmed? How how How... How credible are these sources of yours? Um, I just heard that uh, uh, I have I have a guy, I have a guy in the uh, in the police station, and uh, uh, he just let me know that that they found his car uh, by the by the coast by by the uh, you know park near the near the water with a note uh, uh, kind of held onto the windshield. Apparently he's. Note? Yeah, apparently it's suicide. Did, do do you know what it says, or did your your source not tell you that? Yeah, I I don't know. He just said that they found a note, and that uh, it looks like he's he drove down to the coast and committed suicide in a really remote remote area. You know, he just kind of went and pulled over. There was some, you know. Uh, a beachhead. They found the car and the note near the beach. My understanding well, is that they're they're towing the vehicle in now. But since it's uh, something that you were asking me to look into, I thought I had to give you a call. No, I I greatly appreciate it. I'll have to. If you hear about any discovery of his body before the paper is printed, please let me know. You got it. Thanks, Bennings. So Long, um, just to clarify, Long is the only one who received that information at uh, his hotel room in the Biltmore. So Long, camera's on you. What do you do? Well, I've been given the home phone number of Myron. I know there was the, we're going to meet in his front room tomorrow, but I'm going to give him a call ahead of time. Uh, you're you're muted. Hello, hello, hey, Myron. Uh, this is oh. this is Frederick. Um, I just uh, recently, I I re just barely received a call from my uh, uh, f old friend of mine who's a private detective, and he said that uh, the the police have found Silas's car abandoned with a suicide note. Oh. They think he's dead. 
Well, there's someone we won't be getting to interview, I guess. Uh, I maybe that explains why he was driving away from his country home. That was the last rumor we had, right? Yeah, he he headed south out of out of Providence, but apparently he went to the the coast and uh, possibly threw himself in the ocean. Well, we'll certainly want to get a good look at that note. Uh, your man was following him. Was he sure that Bennings was alone in his car and Patterson was alone in his car? Yeah, he he said that he was just left alone with, with only with not much with him. Uh, right, right, right. He said he was traveling light. That's right. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like coercion. Oh, Although I do find it odd that he brought anything with him. Right. Um, well, I, uh, to me, this puts the different, um, well, God, I wonder. I was going to say the question of investigating maybe surreptitiously his uh, country house. Uh, maybe that needs to happen before the police start kicking around. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. Let's let's call the others. I think we need to at least uh, make a determination tonight about how to proceed, because he was our best link. Yeah, I'll I'll get in contact with with Cuthbert, and I think he can contact the others. Yeah, I I have uh, I have information for Saladin, and I know you'd rather not call him, so <laughs> I'll take care of that one. All right, Matt, much appreciated. All right, let's speak soon. Yep. Uh, I guess there's a question of whether Doctor Zeno will be reachable because he's probably pretty zonked. I'm sure he's been uh, getting plenty of rest. So he's probably good to go now. All right. So I'll make that call. I don't know if we have to go through it. How do you, how do you feel? Good evening. You have reached. Is it evening? It is evening. Good evening. You have reached uh, Dr. Zeno Saladin. What can I do for you? Oh, I'm glad you're awake. I was afraid I'd get Theo. Uh, he woke me up about five minutes ago. Oh, well, excellent timing. Um, does the uh, ether tell you anything about the current whereabouts of Silas Patterson? Hmm. Let me consult my crystal ball. Nope, nothing. Nothing. It's yeah, completely but... blank when I try to focus in on Silas Patterson. Well, maybe that's because it can't reach through the ocean depths for him. Uh, Long's... <laughs> it's, it was blue before he died, I assume. Anyway, uh, it, it's apparently a suicide. He threw himself into the sea. Oh, dear. Uh, which means that presumably the police are going to be uh, investigating his place in town and his place in the country, but probably not until tomorrow. Uh, do you have any feeling about how that affects our um, inquiry? Has the body been recovered? I believe not. It's just a note. A note, an empty car. Well, then it certainly is possible that it's a, it's a, he's faked his death. Perhaps he's running from someone. Uh, well, again, he was, he was seen driving south, but yeah, maybe he did something very clever and we'll find him in his country home. 
So I guess the question would be is whether we try to determine whether Silas had a motive to kill himself or Silas had a motive to fake his own death. How it will affect, I don't know. It's... Well, uh, I think Dr. Long and I were of like mind in considering that we would uh, see how uh, tightly locked uh, Patterson's country house is. Uh, a little, uh, well, let's not call it for what it is, breaking and entering, but uh, yes. Those are harsh words. Um, we're, our, our intentions are good, so we're not robbing the man. Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to uncover the truth about a man who died prematurely, in fact, uh, at his own request. Um, all right, so how uh, can you be ready for a trip out of town in 20 minutes, if that's what the group concurs? Oh, tonight. Um, yes, yes, of course. Very good. All right, I'll, I'll be in touch again if we're moving ahead. Thank you. All right. Ahoy, ahoy. Theo, get my stuff ready. My emergency kit. So where is Professor Zebedee and Cornelius? They're only in the same place. <laughs> we are probably together having a cup of tea. Yes. <laughs> and a bit. Yeah, it's it's a little past dinner time. So it's probably, you know, eight o'clock. Wonderful. I wonder what the rest are up to. Maybe turn in early this evening, and uh, I think what we're meeting the group uh, uh, in the morning. Yes, yes. Actually, it might be do us some good if we try to get an earlier, earlier night. Excellent. They know where we're staying, right? At the hotel. Yes. Or the, aren't you guys? No, aren't you guys we, residents? We, we oh a, yes, We live yes. in our own homes. We live in our yeah flat. <laughs> But are you sure you're okay? I'm having the flat painted right now. It's the fumes. <clears throat> I forgot you live in that flat. Lovely. I always, I always offer you a spare room in my house. Thank you. All right. So we'll, 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 uh, I guess, we'll retire to our, uh, our abodes. And we can assume that everyone has. Um, exchanged uh, phone numbers so you can oh, yes. reach each other in, in your homes. Definitely. So I, if they're not at Cuthbert's house, I'll eventually reach Cordova's <laughs> oh, yes. phone number. Yeah. Dear God, are you serious, Dr. Long? Yes, yes. That's Apparently it's a they think it's a suicide. Uh, the car was left by the ocean. They left a note. Was how much do you light. how much do you trust this man of yours bennings i i have no reason not to um he's a good man then time's a wasting there's too many deaths occurring this yes, is my not right myron proposes paying a visit to the uh to his properties before the police have a chance to i wholeheartedly concur especially if there's something nefarious afoot we must get to that house and see what might be the the reason or the cause or the kernel of this tragedy is is a myron on his way no i'll, I'll 
I'll contact him to finalize the details and have the, the he has the car. So yeah, I suggest we we leave as soon as possible. I'll be ready within the hour. Uh, please so, be ready sooner than that. Is everyone getting together first, or are all five of you getting together, and then you're going to hatch a plan and then execute? Well, I assume Cuthbert rang me, which I would then reply, Cuthbert, what? He's dead and you want to go into his property? Count me in. Times are wasting. We must be on top of this before whoever is trying to get... This this isn't good. We've got to find out. Come hell or high water. All right, so let's fast forward to the point where all five of you have come together so you can make your plans on how you want to approach this issue. Good evening, gentlemen. Good good evening. Um, Saladin? Shall we assume that I've uh, bought my car, which is probably larger than the rest of them? And Certainly. Just going, you know, in the most direct route to pick each up one up. We're, so we're finally convened in front of the house that's farthest from mine. Uh, I'm guessing that's Dr. Saladin's. Certainly. Yes. Thank you for picking me up. So we need uh, to get to Silas's home. This does not seem right. There's too many people turning up dead. Yeah, I, my, my thought was that we would try his uh, recently purchased farmhouse north of town. Hmm. Um, the police might already be uh, monitoring his apart his flat here. Mm. Uh, looking into it once once you know once they got a wire about his suicide. Well, well, how recent is this suicide? Is is this hot off the press, or is this? It's not. It's not even in the press. Then we should jump on his uh, local place ASAP. I'll be more than happy to do that. All right, we can we can go there first and see whether there's a police car outside. Yeah, and uh, we can always just have like a couple of us go in, maybe, so we don't endanger the entire group. If that's a if that's a fear. Uh, uh, was Silas living on campus before he was uh, before he retired? What was Silas, the question? Silas, when did Silas leave Brown? Uh, earlier this year, as as far as you know. So he's got a new place in town, presumably, as well as his country home. Or do we only have one address for him, which is this farmhouse? You have two addresses. You have uh, he has a he has a home, a single family home, in Providence, uh -huh. and an address uh, a small farm uh, outside of town, north of town. All right. So it, we'll, it may we'll... be possible for us to visit both of them. I I think I so. Think so very I, quick. I also think we have very little to worry about from the police, even if they catch us there and ask us questions. We're friends. We're we're trying we're to find out why he. We can't imagine that he would ever commit suicide. Precisely, and he has been. He's been acting pretty um, strangely since the death of his friend. We caught him kind of skulking around funeral homes. Right. And, so we have our excuses. We just came by to check on him, and then he didn't right. answer the door. We were concerned. Exactly. All right. All right. And hopefully it'll all be dark, and we'll just break in and look around and see what we can. Why would he even lock it up if he was going to throw himself into the sea? A lot of people in the country don't lock up anything. 
Mark, so yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I like about the country house. Uh, but we'll try a city flat or city place first. Not to be too paranoid, but maybe we should use uh, gloves, perhaps. Uh, for what purpose? Um, just, just so we're not. Just don't pilfer anything. <laughs> well, exactly. I don't. I don't want us to go in and sort of look like a break-in, and then our prints are everywhere. Well, if they catch us breaking in, they don't need our prints. Oh, exactly. But if we if we leave and it looks like, you know, anyway, all right. Well, let's try to keep the ransacking to a minimum. Exactly. Oh, I really wanted to ransack the entire place. Too. All right. So a 10 minute drive. Yes. Uh, very short. Uh, so as you pull up, uh, you're able to easily look up uh, Silas's um, home address in Providence. And it is a uh, small uh, uh, little bungalow style home. Um, and, uh, you know, you've seen homes like this, uh, you know, throughout your entire lives, you know, so really small. It's like a little two bedroom, one bath kind of thing and um uh this particular one looks like it's a single story but you know as you walk up to the place uh you can see the uh foundations elevated a little bit and there's a few of those super narrow um basement windows so you know there's a there's a basement for this building um yeah the uh the driveway is empty uh there's a detached uh little shed as a garage um more towards the back uh, tiny little gardens, both up up in front and behind the house. Uh, the neighbors are, you know, the neighbor homes are super close. Uh, and as that it's only, you know, about 8.30, maybe 8.40, uh, you can see um, uh, each of those uh, homes uh, still have lights on. Uh, and uh, because it's May, you know, it's still, you know, fairly daylight. I mean, sun is getting close to setting. Uh, it'll probably be, uh, uh, you know, it's below the treetops now, but there's still daylight, you know, in the sky. And it'll probably start to getting into dusk here within the next half hour. All right. The neighbors are probably all listening to Fibber McGee and Molly at this point, and maybe the shadow. Uh, but we don't want to make a big scene. Uh, I'm going to uh idle on the street at first uh i recommend that two of us and maybe not dr saladin who's a little conspicuous looking um, but i'm wearing my cloak of midnight it's it's a well, I'll, I'll go up i'll go up with with cornelius we're both members of the tuesday night academy oh, exactly yeah very good and i think i it might behoove you to try the back door first there's probably a kitchen around the back brilliant idea um, you say it's a farmhouse. So, is it really close to anyone else? This this is you're, this is you're in city. town. This is this the is. Providence location. Oh, okay. I thought we went to the farmhouse. Farmhouse yep. will be this is the Providence residence. We're okay. stopping here first because we're worried. By the time we get back, the police will. All right. Yes, I'll stay. Uh, okay. Uh, so you're parked uh, street side or in the driveway? Street side. Okay, street side parking, and two of you get out, uh, Long and Cuthbert, and uh, you head up to the front door or walk around to the back door? I'll go straight to the back oh. door. 
He'll go go straight to the back. I'll go up to the front door and make the motion of like of knocking. Perfect. Okay. All right. Uh, so long. You get up to the uh, front door. Uh, there's a couple flanking windows. Curtains are drawn. It looks dark inside. You knock on the door. There's no response. Is it locked? Uh, uh, you try the doorknob and it is locked. Okay. Uh, Cuthbert, uh, it takes a couple of minutes. You know, not long. I mean, you know, a few seconds it takes less than a minute. Um, and you get around to the backside. Same thing. You kind of go up a couple of small steps. Uh, there's no back porch or anything, so you just kind of walk up steps that go right to the right to a door. And uh, uh, again, you can see there's a small window off to the side, uh, tiny little curtains on it, dark inside. And uh, you knock, no answer. You try the knob; it's locked. I look around at the windows. Uh, anything ajar, maybe for a little fresh air. Any Ooh, side give, windows? Give me a luck roll. Certainly. Boom. Uh, is that going to work? Uh, 40. Yep, that's uh, that's spot on. It's not spot on. It's 44 out of 68. So The window, that's the window right there. Yep, the window right there next to you with the tiny little lacy curtains uh, is ajar. It's open. Excellent. I do like a little casual look over. No one's looking. I'll just... Uh, Hop on in, lift it, and okay. Hop in. All right, uh, it's a it's a little bit up off the ground. Give me a climb roll to get in, please. Certainly. That is my climb. Oh, it's oh, it's regular. That's not very good. Well, hopefully this will just detain me in climbing up. I'm not going to break my ankle. Oh yeah, that's a fail. Okay, you uh, are okay. you are successful in climbing in. <laughs> you are successful in climbing in, but it takes you a little longer to do it than you think it should. Plus, it's really noisy as you're climbing in over the kitchen sink, and as you're trying to get some good handholds and stuff, you're you accidentally clatter some dishes and long uh, on the front porch. As uh, you kind of, you know, knocked on the door, you're trying the doorknob, you suddenly hear a clatter of dishes breaking, um, kind of echoing through the neighborhood and uh, sends a little bit of a, of a ch uh, chill up your spine. Like, oh boy, oh boy, there's some, there's some commotion, but it doesn't last long. And Good. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll respond by like, by knocking again, even like. Could, could I use... Could I use uh, my stealth to try to limit the the uh, the crash? Yes, you may. Yes, you may. Give me a stealth roll. Uh, perfect. Okay. Ooh, thirty-eight out of sixty. So oh, there's a nice. Great. All right. Yeah, you smother that sound real quick, and and your your feet finally slip in, and uh, you are in the house. It's a, right. uh, like I said, it's a small uh, little two bedroom bugalo. Um, and uh, so you're in the kitchen and yes. there's a, uh, there's a short little hallway off to one side that leads to a couple of bedrooms. And if you go straight ahead, you can go to the front of the house where the living room is. 
okay. So I just sort of call out into the house, not screaming, but um, um, Silas, you said you were going to leave the, the back door unlocked so I could return these books to you. Thanks. I'm, so as I'm saying that, I'm walking to the front door to let Dr. Long in. Okay. And you are able to uh, easily unlatch the door and open it for Long. Doesn't look like anyone's here. Inside. All right, let's let's be quick about this. Yes. Uh, each of you, give me a spot hidden, please. Oh darn it! Now that I'm in, oh no, that's a sixty, not a ninety. Okay, twenty-three is a hard success. Ooh, regular success, uh, sixty okay. out of it. Do remember to tick your skills if you uh, make them successfully without having to spend luck roll or spend luck points. Um, so with each of you being successful um, and you're in the front living room, um, you smell um, the, the scent of, of, of burned paper coming from the fireplace. And you can see the fireplace is still uh, smoldering. Uh-oh. Wow, this oh, is recent. damn it. What did he burn? Then they go poking through the ashes looking for anything that might have survived. Okay. While, Long, while Long does that, I'm going to kind of fade out of the room and start looking around. If this is really recent, there might be somebody in this house. Okay. Uh, you can give me a spot hidden, uh, spot hidden Cornelius. And uh, uh, Long, also give me a spot hidden as you poke through the fireplace, please. Oh one, jeez! Wow, what a what a uh, way to use an oh one. Look at looking through some ashes. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you uh, are able to get in there, and you are able to pull out of the fire um, a uh, uh, an official looking document, and it looks like it's a rental agreement uh, with an address that um, you know being. Uh, of this area, you know, being a New Englander, and especially one who has a little bit more um, travel, exp you know, experience in this area, you know, Providence and Arkham and all this stuff, you recognize this address as being uh, what you would consider kind of in the boonies, farm country, just north of uh, Providence. So you have a rental agreement with that, but it's pretty much burned up. It, there is enough of an address remaining, uh, but you also find in the fireplace um, uh, something you find think is uh, quite strange is, uh, is uh, this bottle um, and um, it's got uh, some, some weird uh, staining on the bottle. And as you kind of, you know, wipe uh, it away clean with your thumb, it is uh, some kind of uh, commercial hair dye, um, and it's in the it's in a color of uh, of a uh, medium gray. It's a medium gray uh, hair dye. Give me an idea roll, if you would, yeah, please. Somebody who's somebody who's going to kill themselves doesn't go through the trouble to dye their hair before they do it. Cornelius, how was your um, spot hidden? Standard success. So uh, you, you know, are probing the house, not only with your eyes, but you're probing it with your ears um, as you're kind of trying to pierce through the darkness. And you're quite confident 
that uh, you and Dr. Long are alone in the house. All right. How was your idea roll? Close enough that I'm tempted to spend luck for it, but I, I think I'm going to let it go. Okay. 76. Um, so looking at this, so this hair dye, um, so, so strange that he used it and then tried to burn it. And you can see, yeah. you know, maybe the bottle came inside of a cardboard box, you know, so that box mm -hmm. is all burned up and, and, uh, part of the label was burned up on this bottle, but, um, enough of it survived that you were able to you know figure that out so this is a well he was in a hurry he didn't bother too much to try to just burn the stuff and go but yeah to die if he was the one here who dyed his hair that doesn't make any sense that you dye your hair and then go to kill yourself um and if he was in a hurry he might have forgotten something that might have been important here i'll look for an office or a study of his okay um, so you kind of walk through the house, you find, uh, one, uh, bedroom that was, uh, clearly, uh, used, uh, as his bedroom. Um, uh, and, uh, the other room is also a bedroom, uh, but it, it looks, uh, very neat, tidy, pretty much empty looks like it was probably uh used as a guest room so here on the ground floor I and mean, it's only a one-story ranch house with a basement here on this floor uh you don't see any uh evidence of a of an office you just see the two bedrooms and there's a there's a lavatory and uh kitchen the living room and then there's a door in the kitchen that goes down to the basement okay long i'll i'll check his bedroom okay, okay. it's just, just i love since I love going into basements, you know, all by myself, um, I'll check in the basement. Okay. There's no glazed ham in the kitchen with biscuits, is there? Uh, there is not. Okay. Uh, so as uh, Long is heading for the basement and you're heading for the bedroom, uh, the camera moves outside to the gentleman in the car. Are you guys doing anything in particular uh, while you wait for your companions who are inside the house? Well, I was I was relieved to see when uh, Long got in, uh, and I'm keeping an eye on the neighbors. Uh, I don't remember how much I heard about the trip to the funeral home. Oh, is that, well, is that something I should be filled in on? It's uh, it is rather up to Zeno if he would if he wishes to uh, share. It's more of a personal dilemma that he really went there. Uh, Myron, you're a New Englander, yes? You've lived here right, most... There have always been legends of things that live beneath the ground. Um, things that mothers tell their children to, I don't know, terrify them or keep them usually to keep them safe from going into places that they shouldn't go. The legends of the things that live under the ground, the gargoyles, the ghouls, if you will, goes back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And I would have never believed them at all if it hadn't been for 
rather nasty happenstance that occurred to me. I was, I was in Arkham, Massachusetts, in a, uh, in a northern part of the city. There was a rather lovely little cemetery that I enjoyed spending some time in. And one evening there was something there that I didn't expect. And what I saw was a kind of a half dog-like monster sitting on a grave, reading a book. And it, it was so disconcerting to my mind. Uh, I don't know if something snapped, but it smiled at me and waved and I ran for my life. And I've never been able to go into cemetery since. I'm telling you that that funeral director was one of those things. Not quite as bad as the one that I saw. Maybe not as old as the one that I saw. But the way he moved, the way he sounded, the way he smelled, I, I would know. I would know it. I, would, I can never forget it. It would that, explain a few things as well. Um, Professor Cordova, uh, you met this uh, embalmer, right? Uh, yes. This is before. the same fellow that Cuthbert tried to um, confuse? Yeah. Yes, but the problem is uh, I kind of, if it is true what Zeno's saying, it makes sense because they are meant to be of, it kind of fits in a little bit because we know that Silas was reading into cannibalism and these ghouls or what or gargoyles uh, in the legends are known. The legends say that it's it's human that has eaten human flesh, a cannibal. That they so you're become saying it's an occupational hazard for funeral directors if they're eating the dead. Yeah. Yes, and. Then there's the little girl who uh, was cremated a bit earlier. Or was she? Mm, exactly. And then there's our so dear we've got friend. irregularities at the funeral home, is so the it, at the very least. And, and Silas had some kind of interaction with this person. Uh, how long would you say they've been in there now? Uh, they've probably been in there about 10 minutes. You've been having this conversation in the car. And Myron, um, because you said that you were keeping your eye on the neighbors, I'm going to award you this without a roll. You uh, look up and you do see one of the next door neighbor homes. Um, you can see in the front picture window, um, there's an older woman um, looking out at y'all's car. And... Uh, and she she uh she seems to just kind of be standing there and thinking hmm and then uh she she walks away from the window it's probably a uh more expensive car than is usually idling on the street as well um uh Cordova, do you want to uh, go in and check on the fellow's progress? I think we should probably be away from here another five minutes or so. 
Yeah, so I will go tell them they have five minutes. Okay. Yeah. So as you're getting out of the car, the camera gets there before you as we return to the uh, gentleman in the house. Uh, Cornelius, you are in the master bedroom. What are you doing? Searching around, looking around? Yeah, I'm, I'm searching around. I'm, uh, uh, I'm trying to be quick, but I, you know, I don't want to be just brushing over things. Maybe okay. say give it you know, a good six, seven minutes of, of searching. All right, but give not me a spot like hidden. A... Oh, 19. That is a hard uh, spot hidden is an 80. So 40, uh, uh, that's 15. No, that's 16. Oh, no, okay, it's not extreme. Hmm. Should I pull extreme? Hard's pretty good. I'm going to rest on the hard. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a great, that's a great result. Uh, so you are looking around and, um, there are still personal belongings in this house. You still find, uh, you know, personal belongings, clothing and whatnot in the dressers, but you, you, you look at, at these dressers and, um, you, you know, you're going through the drawers and then you go through the drawers again, and it, and it strikes you as you're seeing, you know, that he was a fairly neat and orderly person. And he's got things, you know, uh, rolled and folded and stacked. And, you know, it's, it's in a fairly nice uh, presentation uh, and handy, you know, for personal use. Um, but you notice that um, there seems to be some voids in, in some of these things, like, like you know this stack is full and this stack but this stack you know this one there's a void here and there's there's a similar you know volume of void in um uh, in the socks and underwear drawer and in the in the uh the shirt drawer and you know in the pants and and same you know there's a couple you know most of the clothing is on hangers you know maybe some suit coats and stuff but um there's a couple of hangers that are that are hanging there uh empty Yes, yeah, and uh, and and uh, on the floor uh, of the uh, of the closet, um, um, you know, there's a there's a couple of like these uh, red woven, you know, heavy duty uh, fibers that you kind of pick up off the ground, and uh, they're just you know laying there on the on the floor of the closet. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of stuff that you, uh, notice and find in the master bedroom. Um, so Dr. Long, you work down to the basement, um, and, um, you, uh, I would have asked you, did I ask you for a spot hidden in the basement? Not in the basement. Okay. I, I, I meant to do that. So please ask, please do a spot hidden in the basement. 65 is not a pass. Okay, so the basement uh, is uh, not set up as a livable space. So it's not like he would probably come down here on a daily basis. It's got concrete floor and um, it, it's pretty rough. It's, you know, it's an unfinished kind of fairly rough basement down here. Uh, so, but you, you don't really, nothing seems to jump out at you as you come down here. You're just like, I don't know. It's a dark kind of, you know, storage basement. 
anything with the Tuesday Night Academy logo, like insignia or whatever on it? Uh, you don't see nothing. Nothing jumped out at you down here. Uh, so as you kind of you know, uh, kind of finish your walk around in the basement, just kind of going. I don't know. There's I don't know. Nothing seems to be down here. Uh, you can hear the front door opens, uh, and uh, Cuthbert, you hear the same thing. The front door has opened. I go dead silent and stop moving. Yeah. Oh, I, I've grabbed a couple of those red uh, fibers, uh, just tucked them in my pocket. I want to. Okay. For later. Sure, so sure. Completely quiet. Well, we even turn on the light in the basement. Cuffbutt. Cuffbutt. As I'm looking for Cuffbutt. Am I hearing that? Sure, yes. Okay. Oh, oh thank God. Okay, so I'll. I'll uh, Okay, I'll call out gently to uh, to uh, Zeb. Zeb, I'm upstairs. I'm coming right down. So I'll, I'll... there's not an upstairs. You're you're just down the hall. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, many steps. How did you get up there? Did you did you just fly? Did you fly? What the hell? Sorry, I got it's the fumes from the painting of the, my flat back across town. <laughs> Anyway, um, I think uh, Long's downstairs. Uh, we're wrapping up, just taking a quick look. It looks like uh, Silas is uh, uh, headed out. He collected uh, clothes, burnt papers. Anyway, we'll discuss this more out in the car. Yes. Long, you, Long, you are you okay minutes. down? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming. All right, we'll just okay. head out. Yeah. So as you guys are kind of gathering in the uh, in the house. Um, uh, an older gentleman uh, comes out of the neighbor home, out of the the, the next door house, um, and the woman uh, that Myron saw through the window, uh, she stays up, you know, on the porch in the door frame of her home. But uh, her husband has come down off the porch and has approached the car and is uh, lightly rapping on the window just outside of uh, of where uh, Doctor uh, Saladin is sitting. You're muted, Tom. Yes, because the window, even though he did the sign, the window is still up. I roll down the, the I make noise this time as I roll down the window. But, uh, <laughs> good evening. Uh, gentlemen, how are you this evening? Uh, we are doing just fine, thank you. Yeah, are, are you lost? Is there going to help you with any directions or is there something that's, that I can help you with? No, no. Even, yeah. sir, uh, very kind of you to stop out. Uh, actually, uh, we're, uh, you know, your, your, uh, your next door neighbor, the professor. Mm hmm Yes. Yes. You know, uh, as you can see, my passenger is also an academic. <clears throat> and, uh, uh, we had to drop by and pick up a bunch of papers. Uh, your professor's going on a leave of absence and he, oh, the paperwork. Uh, and so I, we had to do a, a nighttime run out and do him a favor, but we'll be, you know, on our way shortly. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, will he be gone long? Uh, you know, he's, he's taking a sabbatical, so it could be quite a while. <laughs> well, 
All right. Well, ha have a pleasant evening. Thank you. Uh, Thank uh, you so be much. Before you go, uh, you seem very pleased about that. Are you not a fan of uh, Mr. <laughs> Peterson? Uh, uh, not for me to be rude, but uh, yes, I, my wife and I, I think we've had our fill of Mr. Peterson and um, uh, him taking a sabbatical is a, I think that's a grand idea. So, would you mind elaborating? Uh, we we know. I mean, some of us know him better than others. I know them least at all. But he's uh, he supposedly has some odd habits. Odd habits. <laughs> yes, I guess. Yeah, that's certainly a way to put it. Uh, no, uh, my wife and I. Uh, honestly, he's he's just a. He, well, he's just an awful neighbor. I, I will. I, I'm. I'm gonna. You know, just put it out there and be blunt. It, he's an awful neighbor, and 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 quite unpleasant to to be around. Uh, you know, for for several years, this has been. This is a very quiet street. It's a. It's a lovely place to uh, to live. We've raised our children here. It's lovely. It's true. Here, it's a very uh, upstanding, very uh, proud and quiet street. That is until Peterson moved in. And uh, for several years, uh, there have been times on numerous occasions that there have just been horrific sounds of squawking animals in there. It was terrifying, really. It was awful. And uh, there have been several occasions where I have had to put my foot down and call for the police. But of course, there's never anything for them to find and then the noises are all uh have been terminated so you know if it if it takes me calling the police for him to 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 you know pipe down and and be respectful well then i am more than happy to oblige but if he's going to be taking a sabbatical so be it we can simply have a, uh, our our quiet neighborhood return to us I think I wouldn't be surprised if the, if the house was up for sale soon. So, um, yeah, rest assured, uh, I think the neighborhood's going to quiet down a lot. You have certainly brightened my evening. So, thank you, gentlemen. I you, greatly you, appreciate it. You you said animal noises. What like um, horses or dogs or? No, it was. <sighs> Elephants? No, no, nothing so exotic. It, it, it was just different cries or screams. It was really, it was just awful. I, I don't know what that, what those noises were from, but well, they, you know, on occasion he would bring primates home from from his from Brown, and it was just, it just, it was not the proper place for 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 uh, a, a, a wild animal like that to be kept. Oh, indeed, so. yeah. Well, thank you. I, I, we'll, good we'll be, riddance we'll be gone as far shortly. as I'm concerned. We'll, we'll be gone shortly. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. I, I appreciate the information and I, I hope he has a very nice long sabbatical. You and the missus have a nice quiet night. You have my thanks. Good evening, sirs. And he turns and returns to his wife. Uh, gentlemen, 
You guys are exiting the home? Yep. All right. Uh, ignorantly um, not carrying a stack of papers, but. Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so fill in everybody on what we discovered. Okay. Uh, so before I drive away, you, you lock the door behind you, I assume? Oh, yeah, tidied up. Yeah. Uh, Close the window again. Before we leave, when you were inside, did you see any evidence of animals? You know, cages? Uh, no. I don't not that, that we looked in I didn't the, see anything, uh, anything yes. of the sort. Did you, you might have moved around the next corner so we can stop and have the conversation, but okay. by the neighbors. All right. Yeah. So you pull ahead to the next block and turn the corner and pull over. If, if, if he was doing odd experiments on animals, he would have had to have done them somewhere. Did you check the basements? I, I checked I checked the basement. There was something down there. However, he must have moved all that stuff if he was still practicing it to his farm property. Ah, that's, that's the reason for him to buy it. That's it? exactly it. If his yes, if his yes. neighbors if his neighbors wouldn't let him continue it here, he needed somewhere else to do it. And I I don't know about you, but I don't know who would go through the trouble of dyeing their hair and purging all their documents that then kill oh. themselves. Well, if he so dyed you, his hair, he obviously has faked his death. He's you, uh, you mentioned the the hair dye bottle and the color. Yeah. Yeah, it's a gray. Okay. So uh, with that, then I'll let the other four uh, people uh, make idea rolls at the mention of the uh, gray hair dye. Ooh, 12. That's an extreme. No. I'm glad other people's brains are working. Well, I, I've got a regular only. I have my own theories. Uh, so those who had the successful idea rolls, uh, it, it, it strikes you when uh, when Dr. Long is talking about the color of a medium gray that uh, you would probably say that um, the 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 graying of the temples that Silas has in his own hair you would probably call that a medium gray. Right. Well, how old is Silas? Do we know? I mean, if he's, I, I would say that he's probably dyed the rest of his hair gray in order to pass as someone else, as who passes an older gentleman. He was studying the, uh, the various forms of cannibalism, which uh, is some of the legends go would keep you rejuvenated. Is he trying to make himself trying to make huh. himself age? Trying to make himself look look, look the same a, age? Look, make him look an look appropriate age. Except that he's obviously faked his own death. Yeah. So if you're going to fake your own death and you're not aging, then why won't you, why wouldn't you want to look early? Oh wait. Uh, uh if... Long, that deed fragment, does it have the date that he rented or bought this place? Well, it just has the address of some place that he rented from. I don't know what he rented or what the company is, but it's some kind of rental agreement and an address. Is this the same as the farmhouse we knew about? It's close. It's close to the, where the farmhouse is. It's somewhere out in the countryside, but 
we can know. just we can we can go we can go to the address as well and see what yeah. it is. We should discuss this on the way there because uh, we don't with time is a tick in here. Yes, perhaps observe from a distance and see if there's a gray-haired man walking about. Um, uh, if anybody's flagging, there's a boot. Uh, in, in the boot, there's a couple of thermoses of coffee I, I set up before I had out. Um, but I do think that we need to be concerned that we are going to find Patterson after all at his country house. Mm -hmm. I don't know why you'd bother to destroy evidence and dye your hair if you were to throw yourself in the Atlantic. Right. And even, I mean, even if he's, if his, if the hair dying is for whatever strange reason to maintain that gray in his hair for, I don't know, some kind of mature look, um, I still want to make sense why he'd still be actively dying it if he's about to go throw himself into the ocean. If I was going to uh, throw myself into the sea, I think uh, hair dye would be low on my list of concerns. Yeah, especially in the, in the days before your death, like, and the ashes were, yeah. were still warm. Like he he burned it early. Like he must have burned it before yeah. he left. He's still today. alive. Something is very fishy. Or at least he didn't plan to kill himself. That doesn't mean he's alive. Well, there's the uh, there's the note. Or somebody else killed him and left a note. To left a note. Yeah. Either either way, he was definitely a man who had intentions that he wanted to hide. Um, My guess is he's impostering himself. He's pretending to be someone else. He's faked his death. Maybe he has a, somebody's after him. Uh, you know, another thing uh, and, you know, and I, we are driving now uh, north from Providence toward the other address we had for him. Okay. Uh, you know, if he's friends with your undertaker, who maybe a ghoul is not a a, mag a mystical monster, but is a sick person that makes use of the dead bodies he has access to. And Patterson had this obsession with cannibalism, and and the neighbors think he was killing monkeys in his basement. You know, there's there's stuff he's got to be ashamed of. Uh, and you're right that if he's got some sort of terrible menagerie out in the country, nobody could hear the animals. Uh, I need to. We need to find out what sickness he left Brown because of as well. We need to lock that down, but probably can't do that till Monday. Yeah, you could, as as you said, to expedite that meeting with the Engelhart. <sighs> yeah, I can get the board leader on Engelhart. I don't know why he was uh, messing you around. And thank you, Myron, for this fine coffee that you had in the food. Yeah, I'll take a mug when we have a break. It's gonna. How long is the drive gonna be? Uh, it's gonna probably be about a almost an hour. You know, f about forty-five, fifty minutes to uh, drive out there. Um, and so the uh, uh, you know the homes get further and further apart. Uh, as the sky is darkening and uh, and so eventually you find yourself on a uh, a lonely road um, with uh, you know it's just a, a county numbered uh, road and uh, and uh, it's gravel uh, 
and you guys are pulling down this long gravel road um and you get off the main road and you're pulling up um a uh towards a house um everyone can make a spot hidden it might be all this strange poetry i've been reading of late but something about this place makes my hair stand on end 96 i'm too busy jabbering on about and 85 <laughs> i'm too busy listening to you uh, 67 i'm worried about scratching my paint i got a 14 all right. Uh, Dr. Saladin, um, uh, everyone else uh, is uh, kind of lost in their own thoughts. They're maybe in small conversation groups. Uh, you know, the sound of the tires crunching on gravel uh, kind of fills your ears. And uh, but Dr. Saladin, as as you're kind of uh, looking ahead uh, towards the house, um, just as you're kind of coming around a bend you know there's trees everywhere so that now the house is in view just as the house comes into view and apparently nobody else noticed it but you saw it um a a, a shape moved in front of a window where there was light and then the light doused and went out there's somebody there i saw somebody cross the window and turn off the light break headlights off Uh, and we're listening to crickets. Looking in the direction that the uh, Saladin indicated. Yes, that uh, window there. So the home, the home, this is uh, an old, old farmhouse. Uh, you can see uh, it's a, it's a one-story ranch home. And back behind it, uh, kind of towering up behind it you can see an old barn not too far away behind it but that barn it, it it looks like it's doing the an impersonation of the leaning tower of pisa right this this barn is shifted way over into one direction and and it looks really really uh just in super bad shape the farmhouse proper which is like i said it's just a one-story ranch um it also does not look to be in uh the best condition um you know it's one of those things where like corners are looking really soft you know like like the building is sagging in certain areas the the building has a uh, a, a cedar shake roof but it has had so many years of weathering of, of rain and whatnot that uh, green moss is uh, growing all over the roof. And there's uh, uh, large uh, kudzu vines, you know, kind of uh, encompassing one corner of the house and, and creeping up onto the roof as well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it looks like nature is. Uh, is actively trying to reclaim uh, this building, and uh, and you know, almost as if uh, almost as if the kudzu is trying to tear down the building. Um, so, as you're looking at the face of the house, um, you can see there is an attached garage off to the left, um, and uh, the house proper 
uh, right in front of you. Door is uh, centrally located with uh, some windows flanking on either side. Dr. Saladin, it was the window that's on the left that is positioned between the attached garage and the front door. That's the one that was that was illuminated and you saw a shadow of a person moving and then the, the light went out. And it was, uh, it was more of like a yellowing, uh, like a yellowing flicker kind of a light as opposed candle. to something. I don't yeah. think they have electricity. I think it was a candle. Uh, are there Could electric wires? Say that again. Are there electric lines to the house? There are no electric wires to the house. Telephone line? Not that you can see. You don't and see any uh, any poles or any wiring of any sort. Are we on the driveway of the gravel, or is this a road that passes the house? It's a driveway, and the, the gravel driveway is quite long, and it curves. So uh, from your position, you cannot see the county road. Right. That's, you know, quite a ways they, back. And they can't mistake us for anything but interlopers. If we couldn't just have been driving by. Yeah, there's no way anyone would accidentally get this far up the gravel drive. Is there a, a smoking chimney? Um, there, pipe? there is a small chimney pipe, but there's no smoke that you can see. It's dark. It's night out. Yeah. Could it be a squatter, perhaps? There's, there's, oh, sorry. no, please. There, there's no uh, um, signs of vehicles or anything like that parked around by the barn or out back the garage. Anything outside? Do you guys get out of the car? You guys are still in the car, as far as I know. Yeah, we're still in the we're we're sitting in a dark car, looking suspicious, and nervous, and listening for the approach of an axe murdering maniac. Uh, is but the attached garage door is closed. Uh, the garage door is closed, but also you can tell the garage door uh, probably doesn't work very well as it looks like it's cantilevered a bit. All right. Uh, yeah, I think um, there's nothing for it but to uh, approach as a group with the friendliest possible facade yeah, uh, and, and prepared to defend ourselves in case something's really wrong. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it could be Silas. I don't see a car, and you left his behind. If he yeah. is still alive. Yeah, an accomplice, or a, as you say, a squatter. You should uh, maybe a couple of us, the the sneakier of us, uh, say go to the back, and then the uh, three. I, I, I'd rather we all stay together. Okay. Yeah, I think we want to present, don't we, as uh, yeah, wrap it up. A, a civilized group of people who are concerned about a rumor about a death, right? Yeah, and yeah. Okay. start skulking around in the, start sneaking around in the dark. It's a, uh, well, every does, Silas, to shoot us. does Silas know any of us? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've, uh, uh, so Dr. Long and myself, we've part of the same. Uh, He'd we, probably recognize have, me. Do we have what you would consider a genuine concern to come out here and see if Silas is here? I think we do. And we had do a we... lot of questions for Mr. Uh, Patterson before his supposed death. So this this is startling news for us. So we're we're 
concerned colleagues. And would, and would we naturally know about the farmhouse? It doesn't. It doesn't matter if it's Silas and we ask him what the hell's going on. If it's not him, then I don't know who else would be out here. All right. Yeah. We could always say that Silas told us of this in conversation. Or an anonymous unless note. Unless it's Silas. Well, let's just, let's go find out, shall we? Yeah, I think we should. Um, Keeper, what's the likelihood that I have a flashlight in the trunk of my vehicle in May of 1927? I'll let you have a luck roll. Mm -hmm. I should, certainly. Oh, 32. That's good. Um, yes. Yes. Um, and I should certainly have a tire iron. Absolutely. Um, uh, so I'll, uh, unless somebody has a better idea. No, sometimes uh, being know. straightforward is the way to go. Just walk yeah. up and ask. I think, uh, Cuthbert, as a recent colleague and a member of Tuesday Night, perhaps you should be the um, face of our little group sure. with the flashlight. Um, if anybody makes sense here, it's you. Yeah. Dr. Long, as well, being part of the same club and having some interaction before. And again, we've, we've got very good reason to be here. Yeah. Is this fire iron the, the, uh, the cross kind or the long, thin kind, I wonder? What would you like it to be? The long, thin kind I could put up my sleeve. There you go. That's what it is. Very good. So all, right, all, five of you, all five of you get out of the car and approach the front door? Yes. Um, everyone may uh, attempt a listen roll. Ooh, oh one! Wow, that's two oh ones in the game. My forty four is not a pass, so I think it's my ninety. <laughs> Anybody's Zebedee, Saladin? No. Uh, so as you guys, as the group of you are, are approaching the front door. Um, Cuthbert, uh, you hear something that at first you think might just be um, the wind, or maybe it's you know, um, you know, the wind going through trees, or maybe it's birds or something. But then you realize, no, that that's not a bird, and kind of a little bit distant, a little bit distant, you you hear the sound of like these uh like monkeys chimpanzees sort of yeah yeah that's that kind of uh that kind of and it sounds like multiple voices you know like you kind of hear that within the house or outside yeah it's it's it seems far away so it doesn't seem like it's emanating from the house but it i don't know it seems like it's coming from sort of that direction, but not from the house. Okay, well, I, I relay this immediately to our group, uh, you know, vague direction. There's like primate sounds coming out there. I'm sure of it. Sounds like a dog to me. <laughs> primates, 
monkeys, apes. This is so very strange. Well, this is what we, what we kind of feared he was up to, right? Oh. His his study of the practice of people eating monkeys, their brains. What, what if, what if he has found some manner to extend his life? And he has to keep dyeing his hair to pretend to age. It, it sounds insane, but it's what wizards and, and, and alchemists have been looking for for thousands of years. You're right, it does sound insane. Uh, it does sound insane. Uh, is how, What condition is the porch innkeeper? Um, sagging. They, uh, that floor... Uh, of the of the porch uh, has definitely seen better days. I wonder if we should circle the house first, even as friendly emissaries. Does the gravel extend around in any way? Yeah, the uh, so the gravel kind of you know the drive comes up and then it kind of you know the gravel uh, is like the width of the house you know for if multiple cars wanted to pull up or maybe you could do like a three point turnaround you know without having to pull into grass. Um, so, but it doesn't go around the house. It just kind of, you know, the gravel's up to the front of the house. So you'd be, you'd be walking in grass to go around the house. Shit, I'm just knocking shit around in my house. Talk with my hands. Maybe, uh, a couple stay at the front in case someone answers at the front. And then the rest of us just go back. Maybe someone didn't hear us up here. My, my, My concern with all of us going around the back is... What if the, whatever, whoever's in there uh, does something to the vehicle? Yeah, but if a couple of us stay up front, they can, one, answer the door or be there if the door is answered, plus they'll be right next to the car, while the other three could, or something like that. We, Although, actually, been... I think the car stopped as soon as we saw the light go off, so it's got a little bit of distance from the house, as I am picturing things. Oh, yeah, you didn't pull. You didn't pull. You didn't pull right up to the house, but you're yeah. close enough to where you, you can see the car from yeah. the house. Okay. Well, we've been standing. We've been standing here for an awful long time, and they haven't tried to kill us yet. So, all right, they might be looking for uh, a smaller group. Uh, you know, uh, what uh, if you're up for it, Cuthbert, test out the porch and see if it'll even hold your weight. Certainly, I will, go, I will go uh, gently up. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you step up onto the porch uh, and you can uh, feel the boards uh, kind of sagging a bit under your weight and you can hear the creaking. Um, uh but they seem to be holding pretty well as you uh, go up to the front door. What do you do? Uh, damn good coffee, my Myron. Uh, okay. Um, I will go and I will rap on the door. All right. Uh, give me a luck roll. Uh, 46 and I'm still at 68. So yeah, that's a pass. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's no answer. Uh, and uh, yeah, you're knocking on the door and you can feel the floorboards kind of you know, sag a bit more, uh, but everything 
seems to be fine. No answer. Okay. The uh, do the windows to the left or right look like they're in a state of disrepair? Like they might be easily openable, or can I peer in at least? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you want to peer into the one that uh, Saladin said was lit and then went dark? Sure. Yeah, that just seems like a good place to start. All right. Uh, yeah, you look inside. You kind of you'll have to press your face to it, and because uh, the windows are absolutely filthy. Uh, but as you uh, kind of peer in, uh, you can see uh, that the room is uh, very. Uh, sparsely furnished and that the room that you're looking in right now has a single round table in it. Hmm. With, uh, it looks like there's two chairs. Anything on the table? Uh, nothing you can tell. It's dark inside. You're just getting a, a shadowy suggestion of a table and a couple of chairs. Everything else in the room though looks okay. very dark. Do you see anything? Just a table, a couple chairs, oh, dark room. Is it, is, it, is it locked? Is it? Is the door locked? Uh, no. Oh, my. Then um, oh, I knocked, so I'll just sort of uh, open the door slowly and right. say, hello, Silas? As he does that, I'm going to walk through the grass or gravel to grass to the to the other window, the right window, and try to peer in. It can't be too far off the ground. No, it's not. It's it's you know easy for you to look in that one, um, uh, because also you you can see that this house seems to be sitting on a slab, so it doesn't look like this uh, building has a basement. Um, so you go and, and look into that one, and that one also looks uh, quite dark, um, and it, it, as far as you can tell, it looks empty. So What's everybody I'll... else doing? Oh. So Cornelius is heading into the house. Myron went and was looking through one window off to the right. Uh, what's everyone else doing? I'll follow Cornelius into the house. Is there dust all over everything? Uh, first, give me a luck roll. Uh, 88. Wait, what's my luck? No. Hm. Uh, so as you get up on the porch and you're walking towards the door, you crash through the sagging boards. Uh, you only fall about, uh, you know, 13, 14 inches. Uh, but it's a uh, uh, enough to kind of startle you and ah. uh, uh, give me a luck roll from that, please. Uh, 12 on that one. Okay. How, you do how not loud was it? Uh, I mean, it was pretty loud, uh, although it's not the sound of dry wood snapping, but it was loud because he shouted out as, as he, as he dropped, you know, the 12, 14 inches suddenly. Uh, but you succeeded in not hurting yourself. Uh, you just startled yourself. Yeah. God uh, damn yeah. fucking porch. I can't <laughs> understand why this porch is such such in, in such bad condition. Uh, Zebedee, what are you doing? And Long? I am recovering from how loud Zeno was right there. 
and then uh, I will. St I'm staying outside. I will keep an eye on anything. If I see it, like while they're in there, they need. I feel like there needs to be someone staying out here. So okay, I long. I I will follow into the house. Okay. I'm the hole. Yep. Give me a luck roll. Mind the gap. Ooh, forty. That's good. All right. Uh, yeah, and Zebedee, you can. I mean, not Zebedee, Zeno. You can easily kind of step your way out. It was. It was not very far. It was just more startling than anything. Uh, so uh, Zeno and uh, Wong, they catch up to Cornelius in the uh, what looks to be like the living room of the house, uh, centrally located within this uh, ranch. Uh, fairly small. Uh, there's uh, like one wooden chair in here with a with a tiny little side table next to it. There's a fireplace in here that is um, uh, cold. There's there's you know the fire is not lit, um, and uh, there's a there's a couple of doors. Uh, there's actually several doors uh, leading out of this centrally located room. Is there anything in the fireplace? Pieces of wood. Yeah, it does look like there's some old wood in there. Okay, so you say old wood. I was going to ask if there's dust on it. Which means yeah, the room, the room has dust and it's filthy. And there's, uh, there, it looks like there's uh, pathways of, of uh, disturbance, like people have walked through here. But nobody's lit the fireplace in a long time because the wood has dirt, dust on it. Yeah. Yeah. The wood has mostly ash on it, but it's it hasn't been lit recently. Okay. Nobody's lit a fire in here for a while. Well, uh, they know I just want to like, hello, Silas. Silas, if that's you, we just we just want to talk. We if know it's, that's not you, Sil If it's not you, Silas, we don't we don't mean any trouble. We 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 know you faked your death. We're not going to tell anyone. Uh, the three of you inside the house can give me a listen roll each. Oh, is that a pass? 17. That's, pass. That's a hard success. I've got so much stuff on my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out when I'm not when I'm not blabbering on about nonsense, I can hear things. I'm Long, sorry. you hear the sound of wood slapping against wood. Where? Uh, it's coming from your left through a doorway on your left i go i open it okay uh, you go through that doorway and it comes into the kitchen and the kitchen is absolutely atrocious uh, but there's also a back door and uh, it's got a back door and it's also got a screen door and the back door is is standing wide open but the screen door is uh, moving and flapping and slapping against the uh, house Bang. they made a run for it <laughs> I'll, I'll go hurry and try to see where they went off to. Uh, is uh, Cornelius, are you and Zeno uh, going with Long through the kitchen? Um, yeah. My initial intent was to go straight through the house to the back door upon going in. But I don't and, know how and there's the back door in the kitchen. Right. Yeah, so that's where, where I was there. Okay, so while you guys are doing that, the camera goes back outside to the front. Um, and so uh, Zebedee was going to be just kind of watching the car and kind of watching the the you know the house in general right mm -hmm. uh what was myron going to be doing after kind of peering through one window 
uh, we'll call it the north end of the house um, and it's, seeing what looks like an empty room. As soon as Long went in uh, after uh, the stepping around uh, the doctor's hole, I was going to continue. I believe it's counterclockwise. So I had gone from the, le the right window to the door. I was going to go around that corner. Okay. And maybe peer through windows where they're where they weren't obstructed on my way to the back. Okay. Uh, yeah. So as you go around, and it is counterclockwise, correct? Uh, so you're going counterclockwise uh, around the house, you know, kind of looping up over the north end of the house because uh, you were on the east side. Um, and uh, the first window you get to looks into the same empty room that you were looking in second ago but the second window it looks into another room and it looks like this one has again it's dark in there uh so you know you're having to use like moonlight and your own uh, adjusted night vision but it looks like there might be a uh, uh, a small bed in this other uh, back room uh, as you continue to work your way around um myron uh give me <sighs> Give me a spot hidden with a bonus die. Not Myron. Not Myron. I apologize. Uh, Zebedee. Zebedee. I'm moving the camera back to Zebedee now. Zebedee, give me a spot hidden with a bonus die. That's just a normal pass. Uh, okay, so you're kind of uh, standing outside, and, and my imagination uh, is that you're kind of looking, and then you kind of pace around a little bit and look over here and check on the car, look at the car and pace around. And you're kind of moving around a little bit, uh, but as you, as you kind of turn back around to, uh, after looking at the car to make sure it's fine, and you turn back around to kind of face the house proper, uh, the garage that's at the south end of the house, and it's got a like a cantilevered uh, garage door. It's just kind of barely hanging on there, uh, and so there's almost like a triangular gap that you might be able to like slip through. Uh, so just as you turned around, you see uh, what looked like someone's rear end uh, as they were finishing their their movement to get into the uh, garage hmm. as if maybe they had come come around from the south end you know of the house and and just kind of try to slip in and get into the garage but they weren't quite quick enough hmm. as you saw their little derriere going in not uh, not bare naked they're clothed you know but you just saw someone as they're like you know going in is Myron in view or is he? Myron is already past the north end of the house uh, as he's uh, working his way counterclockwise around. Uh, I, well, I assume I have some, I have some form of light source, so I will go. I'm not going to go in. I'm just going to look through the triangulars a bit closer, see if I can see in there a bit clearer okay so i know someone's in there now i just want to see what's actually if there's any hiding areas i don't want to go in so i probably won't get the best of you because i could just get jumped if i went in so i'm not stupid okay 
so as you're kind of uh, cautiously, slowly approaching the garage door, does that sound yeah. fair? Yeah, that sounds fair. Okay. Uh, so yeah, as you're cautiously and slowly approaching the garage door, uh, suddenly the thing, you know, you hear it because it's maybe like, uh, like a sheet metal type of garage door and you can hear it kind of warble once, twice, and then finally kind of with a heft, uh, it, it, it poorly, uh, flips up and, uh, and you see, uh, Silas, uh, holding on to a scooter as he's kind of uh, running this thing forward and you can hear the engine choking as it's going as he's trying to get it started. Uh, So with the sound of the garage door, that metal garage door going up, that is something that nobody would be able to not hear as uh, Long and Cornelius and Saladin exit out of the back of the house so you're in the backyard proper and you kind of look to the north and you see you recognize even in the darkness with the moonlight kind of shining on him you recognize myron as he's come around from the north end of the house you can see the dilapidated barn back there behind you and from that dilapidated barn you hear the (laughs) of uh primates kind of echoing out of the dilapidated barn. It sounds much more prominent now that you're on the back side of the house. But as you guys came into the back side of the house, you hear that metal garage door being lifted. And then you can hear a small engine, almost sounds like a lawnmower engine, uh, but you can hear a small engine kind of as it's trying to choke to life. Quickly, before he gets away. Yep. Off we go I'm, towards the garage, then. I'm going to tackle him. I'm going to try to tackle him off. <laughs> or at least subdue him. I'll be sprinting on over. I yeah. was in the war, so I am used to doing similar. Yes, but doesn't the noise frighten you? <laughs> oh, fuck, yes. I wouldn't be able to move. I would not oh. be able to move because of that noise. Yeah, give I'd me... Be- you know, that, that metal garage door going up like that, it would have been startling. So give me a sand roll for that. Yeah, I wouldn't be able due to, to move. Your, due to your loud noises. That's a good point. I can't move. I am completely frozen. Now. Well, let's see if you fail the sand roll. I succeeded the sand roll. <laughs> okay. So uh, while it was startling, it, it, it only startled you for a heartbeat. So I'm going to uh, penalize you... Um, initiative so you won't get to do anything basically this round so i'm going to take one free round and then we'll we can go into initiative so i'm going to try and get this this damn motor to start um okay so you can see uh silas um uh, as you're looking at him, um, you can see that this little uh, motorbike, it's a little scooter, um, a, uh, if you were aware of such things, it, it's an auto glide scooter. Um, but this little scooter is, um, is trying to come to life. 
and let's see what happens. The primate oh, and sounds were coming. The primate sounds are coming from the dilapidated barn. And Silas is trying to escape with the scooter, and he's got like a carpet bag kind of you know belted to the to the back side of this um, of this scooter. Oh. All right. Uh, so the engine uh, comes to life. And, uh, and Silas is going to uh, try and jump on this thing as he goes. Uh, so initiative, that was his action for this round. So um, what is your dex, uh, Professor Zebedee? 45. What is it? 45 45 yeah 45 okay uh so silas um you know he he like looks at you and uh he he gets on the scooter and it and and in a not a very dramatic fashion it just starts going and and he starts going on the gravel and he starts driving away on this scooter as fast as it can go. You know, right now it's maybe 10, 15 miles per hour, right? So, uh, and the other gentleman, uh, oh, what do you do on your initiative? Quick, he's getting away. Is is there any uh, like branches or, or brush just like lumber or anything like that piled up near the house that we could maybe chuck out into the road to make him have to swerve to miss it or um there are some old gardening tools oh i'll grab one as i'm running and sort of heave it like like 10 feet in front of him or whatever so okay. it might make him spin out or all right um uh, yeah I'll, I'll give you a shot with that. Uh, you'll have to give me a throw roll. All right, here we go. This is what it's all about. My amazing throw of 20. Okay, 36. No, I failed. Okay. Your throw is a what? A 20. I made. I rolled 36. I mean, that's only 16 over. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, we got to catch him. Oh yeah. That what what I would like to do is rather than run towards him or away from him, I'm going to try to intercept him. And as he's coming at me, I'm going to use my cane to hook him and pull him off the bike. Oh, wow. All right. Uh first give me a uh dexterity test. Okay. Uh, I got 60 out of 60. All right. Not too shabby. You are able to intercept him with that uh, dexterity test. Uh, give me a brawl roll. He is going to try and basically uh, dodge that. Where is brawl? Oh, there it is. Hmm. If I spend five points, I can make it on a regular that'll just be a regular okay i'll spend the five points all right your regular success is better than my failed dodge so you reach out with this cane and you kind of hook him and uh you do exactly what you wanted to do and he kind of goes you know yoink 
backwards off of the scooter and it keeps going for about another 10 15 feet and then you know tops topples over on its side and uh and you uh you splash uh silas right onto his back into uh into a some some soft gravel crunch oh sorry old man or should i say not old man and uh i go hover over him until the other people get here okay you guys you guys have silas surrounded i'll help him up drawing to knock him down <laughs> what is the hands. meaning of your car incident back there with the note look it's none of your business it's i'm just i'm leaving town this i've got money problems well this just isn't none of our business this is it's highly illegal to to fake such a thing what's going on we could help you maybe for goodness sakes we're part of the same organization uh, you guys <clears throat> you guys all notice that um uh silas's hair is all dark it's all a dark uh, uh almost black color so it's not gray it's ours, not gray ours, does he have ours crow's feet uh, he doesn't have crow's feet. Yeah, he's looking young and healthy. Pretty young, Girl. yeah. But uh, he... his clothes are a mess, I assume. I Say know. that again. His clothes are a mess. It, they are a mess now. Yes, he's just been knocked to the ground. But that house is so filthy. Like, does he look like he's recently muddied, or has been living in squalor? Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like anybody's been living in that house first. It looks like if anybody stays there, they only stay for, you know, a few hours, maybe overnight, but it doesn't look like anybody stays long-term there. Is he clean-shaven? He is still clean-shaven. Thank you. Uh, uh, Patterson, uh, it's not any of our business, but it is sort of generally society's business. Uh, you know, I've got to call a zoo to come and try to figure out what to do with the primates you've been abusing in that barn. Uh, and yeah, faking your own death is a, about six crimes. Uh, I thought, I don't know why you thought you'd get away with something like this, uh, but I'm ashamed of you on behalf of the university you formerly worked for. What are you guys going to do with me? You can't keep me. You can't hold me. I don't even take you back. I'm sure even this county has some kind of law enforcement. Uh, didn't we have questions for him? Wasn't that what was more important here? Look, what 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 was your what was your business with, with the funeral director? The ghoul. And you can see that Silas is getting uh freaked out. Uh, at this line of questioning, especially when I said the ghoul. <laughs> Look, and we and we read we read the papers that were in that were in Baxter's office about the the cannibalistic practices of monkeys. What and Aborigines? 
leave me alone leave me alone stop it leave me alone and he he's backing away from you guys holding his head well if we're surrounding him yeah yeah if you want us to leave you you leave you alone tell us what the devil is going on leave me alone it's none of your business it's just let me live let me live Baxter didn't live we're not going to kill you at the mention of Baxter's name um, he he stiffens he goes I didn't know and then you can just see his eyes roll up into his head and he falls to the ground what is he on earth Uh, first aid Yep, his his body is convulsing and he's foaming at the mouth. Uh, I fail my first aid. Oh, I'm I'm really good at first aid. That's like I've got a, that's part of my. Could I? Oh, would that be pushed if I'm trying it as yes. well? Yes. Yep, it's a push if you want to mm. do it. That's really pretty good. I think nothing can go wrong here. Oh, two. Out of 65, out of 65, mind you. Nice. Okay. Well done. Uh, Yeah. uh, You can see that uh, you sense that he's going into like a grand mal seizure and you are able to prevent him from further uh, hurting himself um, through any kind of choking. And uh, eventually his body uh, relaxes enough, but, um, but he's basically uh completely out of it uh his his eyes are not reacting to direct light and uh he's just kind of uh drooling and um and just you know making nonsense noises he's just kind of we uh we need to get him somewhere where we can clean him up and uh but we need to also be able to restrain him yeah, I'm afraid that we're uh, compelled at this point, gentlemen, and this is something we should discuss openly. Uh, you know, legally and ethically, we should turn this man over to the authorities, but we won't ever speak to him again if we do. Uh, I think it's a matter of how we can make sure he doesn't do us any harm in the drive back to Providence and take and care for him as best we can until we learn what he can tell us. He seems to be uh, really frightened. He was saying, please don't kill me. I mean, my God, we, we're, we're colleagues. Why would he jump to such a conclusion? Well, I, I would, it, was, I would... it was me who mentioned Baxter, but did he say, please don't kill me to me or was it to the crowd? He said, I to... didn't know when you mentioned Baxter. The 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 um, the don't kill me seem to be kind of in general, right? But with Myron's uh, uh, mention of Baxter, uh, there was an eye contact between Silas and Myron as he says, "I didn't know," and that was the last eye contact he had because that's when his eyes rolled up into his head. I'm, I'm well, going I to look in his carpet bag. Okay. Well, well, while you do that, I gotta go see what the state of those animals are. Idea. Uh, yeah, you. I. I'll come with you. But we have to make sure that this guy doesn't wake up and just um, 
speed off into the night. I think he would rather throw himself into the ocean than deal with what he's done. Perhaps Cuthbert and uh, and Kukova. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay here with uh, with uh, Silas. Well, with no, you. I'm not. I'm not leaving. I'm just. I'm yeah. just looking through the. Sure. Carpet bag. Yeah. So I, the the carpet bag, uh, which the carpet bag is seems to be made up of uh, reddish fibers. Oh. Okay. Um, and so the uh, carpet bag, the it contains um, clothing, you know, some spare uh, changes of clothing, and uh, it also contains a um, uh, a leather wrap that, when you undo the wrap and, and unroll it, um, a rather uh, unusual uh, collection of of blades of of different knives and cutting instruments. Um, they they look um, pseudo surgical in nature, but they also look primitive, um, ceremonial, maybe even ceremonial. Um, yeah, so they're but they're cutting instruments, they're knives of some sort, uh, but they don't they don't all have just you know single edge blade or, or double edge blade some of them have like it might be a weird prong uh some you know looks like it might have some kind of uh screw capability uh some have like a hook or some of some sort on it you know a bladed I'll, hook it, all kinds of strange instruments i'll wrap these back up and then i will put them in a pocket inside my robe there's also a, a 32 revolver I'll take that. Um, <laughs> there's a 32 revolver uh, tucked in there. Um, and um, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the extent of. Uh, He's got a find. gun. And I, I show them. While, um, while he is down, while Silas is sort of recovering i sort of check him for weapons since uh xeno's discovering weapons of the sorts yeah there were none on his body they were all in the bag okay um so somebody's going to the barn who's going to the barn dr long and i okay and is anybody else checking uh zebedee what are you doing Z uh saladin and cuthbert are staying with uh silas i am also staying with them, but kind of just worrying about around us rather than... Okay. Uh, so you see, you know, the garage door is now up uh, and it's, you know, at a weird angle. But you can see in the garage door, or in the garage, there's a strange table uh, that's kind of tipped over onto one side. I will... Well, I can trust... Cuthbert's got this, so I will go up to it. The table is uh, circular. It looks like it has um, uh, a mechanism on it to, you know, sort of almost like a leafing mechanism, so the table can be can be opened. Okay, uh, and in the in in the center of the table. Uh, is a is a hole so even if the table is closed there's a there's still a hole in the table and 
kind of nailed and, and mounted to the table itself, both above the hole and also uh, more extensively on the underside of the table. There seems to be uh, several uh, like leather strapping mechanisms. So they're anchored to the table. So it looks like, you know, if something was through the hole, it could be uh, tightened and held in firmly in place by these uh, by these leather bands. And even on the underside of the table, there's even more leather bands in several places under the table as if to secure things under the table and uh and the table um uh, kind of hard to see in the light and everything but there's a definitely a dark stain on the table itself uh give me a uh medicine or science biology if you have either of those uh, looks like medicine at one percent will have to go <laughs> <laughs> what and what is your idea what's My, your idea of value uh i have 17 in, well in inch so yeah you have a 17 in 70 oh 70 um and that was almost half of that uh i mean you get a sense that it's biological probably blood but hard to tell maybe it's due to the light maybe it's just because of the excitement and the that sound of the of that metal door opening was um, quite atrocious. Um, Myron and uh, uh, Frederick, you guys go into the uh, dilapidated uh, barn, and uh, you see that there's four um, fairly large, you know, probably you know four foot by four foot uh, metal cages. And they're stacked too high side by side. So it, it makes a four by four grid. And uh, in each of these uh, cages is a primate, is a chimpanzee. Oh. And, uh, uh, and they, look, they look malnourished. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they don't look like they're in the best shape. Uh, so uh, I think Frederick still got the flashlight from my car. Is there anything like food in here we can give these things before i call the authorities uh it does look like there's uh some bags of uh dog food oh jesus you know for and uh, I'm, I'm gonna start scooping that out and and tossing it into these poor bastards uh uh you know it's a if you ask me dr long it shows you how far gone this guy is, that he thinks he's going to become something more than human by eating on things that he's starving and torturing. Yeah, it's, like He's it's... eating brains that are nothing but suffering. Oh, it's, it's horrible. I mean, I was thinking of all those, the meetings with the Tuesday Night Academy where they sat across from this guy. Yeah, the fact that, you know, he was lecturing at brown within the last year is is revolting <clears throat> i wonder if a zoo could even uh keep these poor specimens alive or if we should put them out of their misery i mean zoology is not my field of expertise but i'm leaning kind of towards that second option 
Uh, we can ask the other eggheads, I guess, if they have an opinion. I mean, I want to make it quick, and I don't know. I can't even tell what's a male and what's a female with these things. Uh, I know they can tear a human's arm off if they're angry enough, so he's got some kind of control over him. Also, this explains why he's broke. You know, yeah, like, you can't be buying cheap. these legally. Chicken. I'd like to set the whole place on fire, but not, you know, until they're somewhere else. Um, at least I didn't, we didn't find any uh, half-eaten ones, which is what yes, I was, that was Yeah, I was worried about that, too. Uh, yeah. Surgery so in progress. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't have any food in the car. I'm going to see if there's any food in the house. It's more... Um, is there a well or something or a water pump? I guess I'm something to drink. Uh, it's got to be a water pump. Yeah, there's a water pump. You guys can get them uh, cleanish water, and uh, the the house is bare. There's no ice box. There's no power. You know, um, uh, and certainly no ice is brought out here. So there's there's really there's no food. Um, so. Yeah, you're able to feed him the dog food and, and get him some water. Yeah, I think the dog food and the monkeys are the only foodstuffs for the house. Uh, so you guys um, are able to kind of go through the house. It's basically empty. And uh, you, have, uh, you have Silas. He is catatonic um you have his carpet bag you have his little uh little uh scooter and uh you found the table what do you guys want to do is there a phone in the house no phone we could rent. place a we could place an anonymous uh, call to a local vet to uh place a complaint of lots of animal uh, primate sounds coming from this property. So they'd come out and be alerted. But this way we could continue keeping Silas through his convalescence and then question him. But we should humanely have these animals uh, looked after as soon as possible. I don't think we should kill them. It's, it's, it's up to vets or, or a, a zoo to, to make that sort of call. That's just my two cents. What do you guys want to do with Silas? Uh, I think. Well, if we 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 have to take the man to a hospital. Um, I say we take him to a hospital. We call the authorities and have them put security on the man. Find out what the hell is going on. And then if you want to call some vet and tell him to come out here and take care of these animals. I'm not sure if we need to do anything anonymously, but. I'm not even just, sure that there's a way to do anything anonymously. Yeah, I, I was just thinking if we wanted to have, uh, if we wanted to convalesce um, Silas ourselves, but if we're going to, yeah, we don't have to do anything anonymously if, it, if we're. It's, tempting. It it's a tempting idea. The thing is, is that then we take on responsibility if something bad happens to him. We go to jail if he dies. Yeah, precisely. And he's that's had an epi He's had an epileptic fit. Yeah. 
We didn't encounter any epilepsy medicine or anything like that, did we? No. His bag. No, you did not. No medications of any I, sort. I have a gun. Uh, perhaps, Cuthbert, you can take that. Oh, certainly. Thank You're you. You're more familiar with handling guns. I just have a Derringer. Yeah. He needs he needs an asylum. That's what he needs. Yeah. He's only, lost his my mind. My only concern is whether we'll lose access to whatever is still in his fractured brain so once he's locked up. Probably going to be incarcerated, don't you imagine? Yeah, I think he will be. In which case, you know, perhaps I'm we sure should the visit... back garden is full of uh, chimp bodies that are half decayed. Well, then perhaps we can simply wait and, and to visit him in the, well, possibly he'll be put into an asylum. We can visit uh, him yeah, and ask him. The, I mean, How long is, would that be, though? This is the that question process. that we have. We, we, we have a responsibility of one kind or another to Philip Baxter. The way uh, Silas went down shows that he knows something about Baxter that we do not. Jeez. Right? He's been keeping secrets to the point that he's willing to fake his own death to hide out here in this moldy house and eat monkey brains until they drive him mad or rather matter. So anyway, the question is, do we accept responsibility for him illegally or do we turn him over to the authorities and lose access to whatever the hell he knows in his cracked head? Well, like I said, we don't necessarily lose access. It just gets delayed. Perhaps we can work with the police. And none of us are direct relatives. We're not that close. So once he goes into custody, our access to him will be very limited. It might be incredibly limited, especially if the police start investigating why we were here. We, we might become some sort of twisted suspect. I mean, given that most of us are pretty responsible members of society, I don't think this Podunk uh, County Sheriff or whatever is gonna be more concerned about why we were visiting the former professor than why he was keeping a secret monkey house. Uh, but he could also wake up and seem really reasonable and talk his way out of at least immediate incarceration. And then we got nothing. He's going to go on the run again. Oh, I guess we know he's faked his own death. That's something. Yeah. How did, who did, who drove him south or who drove his car south? Did that person have gray hair? And yeah. Who's that body? There's no body, but there's. Right. Somebody else might have dyed their hair to look like him. And well, drove away. Yeah, we got some problems. I say we. Uh... You're right. I mean, we have to know what he knows. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna have to tie him up in his own, you know, long johns, and take him back to the city, at least while we figure out what to do with him. And then, as soon as we find a service station where we can report these poor monkeys, then we'll call it in. I mean, practically speaking, if he had a grand mal seizure, we need to get him cleaned up, or at least have the hospital clean him up because he—he's filthy what? at this point. Good thing he brought a change of clothes. Well, I'm not suggesting we hose him off, but let's get him somewhere where they can care for him. Yeah, uh, 
epilepsy is a dangerous thing. At least we saved his life. That's right. I mean, if we, if we take him, he might never become lucid again without the right medical care. It almost forces us to turn him in. Yeah, yeah, we have to. It's, it's. Uh, I mean, he's not a horrible monster. He's, he's a human. Well, he's, well, he's a, he's a monster to a certain degree, but he's still a human. He's still, he, he needs help. He needs medical attention. We can't provide it. He's we need definitely ill in more than one way. Yeah. So the, the, the group uh, moves to bring him to the nearest hospital. I think I so. So you take him back to uh so you uh you are just outside of the village of Lincoln, which is north of Providence. Uh there's no hospital here, so really uh hospital you would go back to Providence. We could take him to a local doctor. What time is it? I mean it's late now. By the time you get there, it's probably closing in on ten PM. Yeah, we'd have to call ahead, but I'd say just hospital yeah local hospital whatever's closest cuthbert you you're in your personal opinion he's stable right after your attention um i completely believe that he is he's at least outside of danger of choking on his own tongue let's monitor him and make sure that he doesn't attack us suddenly all right so cuthbert uh you'll be in the back seat with the patient certainly we can bind his feet and hands with his socks or long johns or whatever. Yeah, that'll be good. You could use the seat belt. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> a seat what now? A seat Maybe Saladin can see the future. <laughs> uh, it would be so restraining to be tied to the chair yeah, in my, the car. It, that's, that's an affront on my constitutional freedoms. <laughs> We'll live right. on an so, Indian reservation. <laughs> let it be noted. Uh, I think we should have just locked the knot up in my basement for a week, but I will let cooler heads prevail. I didn't, uh, you didn't smell that monkey barn. Pretty horrible. All right. So you guys drive Saladin, or Saladin, drive uh, <laughs> Silas. They get adjoined rooms. You the, drive. drive all Return them the both way. into the asylum. Whoops. <laughs> I, I get the scooter. <laughs> you drive you drive Silas uh, back to the hospital where he is uh, accepted and uh, turned in uh, and uh, will get greater care uh and so we will uh draw this chapter to a close well done gentlemen all right this episode not this chapter no one died nope our players included morgan llewellyn Stuart lipley and josh harwood david gasaway and myself with john hook as the keeper of the secrets we have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer art of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. 
If you'd also like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good game.